Hello, creepies and crawlies, and welcome to another episode of Not After Dark, as it's indicating in the top corner up here, but Ice Cream Queens. Um, let's bring in Lauren. I do believe it's just going to be the two of us this evening. Hello. Yeah, I think, I think it's just us. <laughs> you know, I started thinking about this, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if this has anything to do with people stopping and watching the Superb Owl Show. Uh, the Superb Owl Show with the, uh, I think the only reason I would watch is uh, for the commercials. Yeah, that one. The same. Yeah. One in the same. One in the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what our whole show is about tonight. Gothic football. No. <laughs> no. No, it is not. Not at all. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I didn't even think about it being the Super Bowl tonight when we planned this show and it was near Valentine's Day and we're like, Valentine's Day. I was like, you know what? There are a bunch of really creepy conspiracy theories with with sports ball players. I'm not great on the sports teams and, and, and there's, words, there's... but uh, that would have been a fun show to like look up and like see me talking completely out of my ass because I would have no idea what I'm saying. But okay. it would have been fun. Most of the time anyway, don't we? You uh, know, just yeah. Make it up and talk out our ass. And Yes. Yeah. That's so what I'm mostly planning for this show. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, me too. Um, it, it's interesting. So a lot of people don't realize this, that we do have, um, uh, you do, if you watch this any for any length of time, you do realize that we have other hostesses that join us. And um, sometimes we have a plan we have this wonderful idea. We have a great topic. We have potential hosts or excuse me, potential guests. And then yeah. it just at the beginning of the week just goes. Wee, wee. And by the time we get to the end of the, sh you know, and by the time we get to show night, it's like spiraling around the toilet. We're like, would somebody please just flush that turret already? And um, this has been this week for me. It really has. It's um, it's been chaotic just in general. Um, but some of the stuff that I would consider to be chaos have been kind of fun and kind of enjoyable. Um, but yeah, the other aspect of it, we've been planning it. It's like, here, I have an idea. Can you help? Okay. No, thank you. Can you? Uh, no, thank you. Well, it didn't help that we're like, we're going to do this show. Nope. That didn't fall through. Okay. Well, let's do this show. No, let's not do that one because of this. So we like, hopped topics for a couple of times by the time we landed on a topic i was like i have no time to put it i, I know <laughs> well and i think that's another thing that a lot of people don't really um associate with our show because we have a tendency to be a little bit on the chaotic side when it comes what? to yeah i know chaos <laughs> there's there's chaos chaos just me yeah you what? chaotic but no normally um we have already you can do it. Thanks, Eli. Um, no, normally at this point, we have already, you know, thought out our topics. We have already, um, as honestly, we have a spreadsheet because we're <sighs> those type of people. There is a spreadsheet. Hours of research sometimes. Hours. Yes. And, and we look at the spreadsheets and we're like, here's the topic we want to do. And we think it coincides with this season. And we think it coincides with this. And let's talk about. So it, it's even before the beginning of the year starts, the beginning of each fiscal year starts, we look at a list of topics and we're like, okay, this is our goal. By the end, it looks nothing like what we had formulated, but that's okay because things happen. Things happen. And like when someone, especially if it's someone you're really excited about being a guest comes in and they, you reach out to them and randomly they're like, yeah, I'd love to show the show thing. And that at that moment, whatever topics you had for the next about five shows gets thrown out the window and you just present them dates and you're like, any, we don't care. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. This yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to do. So basically tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to do, uh, we're gonna kind of follow our normal, our normal um, outline. We do have a show outline. See, we are very, very prepared and we're going to um, kind of go through our normal routine. And then our topic for this evening is we plan to talk about the gothic lovers and the horror lovers and basically those romances that appeal to people like Lauren and myself and our dark little hearts and the things that makes us happy. And we're going to talk about not only those, but um, maybe some that are celebrated as being lovers that might not necessarily be lovers, but they have been kind of lumped into that category. Um, 
I'm not talking about you and I. Um, oh, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, so what have you been? It's been the week from hell. I'm just going to, I'm not even going to lie. Oh, yeah, it I know. has been insane. Uh, Re so real life doing? has been just been like, ah, slap. Um, when it comes to especially like work and things like that. So I've just been slammed. I, uh, I went thrift storing yesterday. I, I was, um. Uh, Sent on a mission to have a girl's day with my mother, sister, niece, uh, my daughter. Like, it was a whole thing. And the girl's day consisted of let's go to thrift stores and buy things. And apparently no one wants their Torrid stuff anymore because I found so much Torrid. Which, if you don't know, it's kind of like an alternative plus size. Could put lean gothic in certain styles or certain decades. I don't know. <laughs> um Weren't they originally the store. gothic, um, the plus size side, the plus size side of Hot Topic? Hot Topic. Yeah, that's what I originally always heard it. I've never seen it advertised that way officially, but like when people were talking about it, that's what everyone would talk about. They would just be like, oh yeah, no, that's like the plus size Hot Topic over there. And it was more gothic back in the day. They've They've definitely moved around in what they're producing. There was a giant uproar about it on TikTok a while back. Um, people complaining and like making fun of the lines coming out and like, oh, they're only giving plus size women like pastels and florals and shoulder cutouts. And it's always the same stuff. And we don't want any of that. And people got really mad. So I, I don't know if someone just dumped their entire Tord collection or if Torrid themselves were just like, these stuff are out of season here. And they donated it, but there was so much of it at the thrift store. Okay, so did they have tags on them? Um, On the Torrid stuff, I found no, but it is not uncommon for stores to cut the tags out of it before donating. Ah. So I thought the same thing. I did find some other stuff with tags that I'll show you later. I made a TikTok yeah. about it. Oh, I'm dying to see it. Okay, so now um, I, I, there used to be a um, local thrift store here that would take donated items from a really, really high end, um, like suburb suburb boutique. And what they would generally do is they would leave all the tags on, but they would like draw like a magic marker line through the label. So it's like you still had the tag to show you how much it was worth. Mm -hmm. And then you had the um, you had the label. They didn't cut anything out of it. So but obviously you couldn't take it back to the store and get a refund on something. It's like, oh, this was gifted oh. to me. Let me have a store credit for five hundred dollars for this one pair of jeans. And I'm not kidding. So but it was one of those. Oh, my God. Okay, so yes. this is not on topic. I, I have a feeling this show is going to be on topic. I'm sorry. No, no, no. We have a topic. We're just we haven't quite made it there yet. Right. This is uh, we show chatter. We had uh, Christmas pictures back in December. The whole family. We do it every freaking year. We always have a fun theme. And then we do series photos. For the series photos, I decided I wanted our theme color to be like white, black, and gold. And I oh, okay. swear to you, when I'd say I could not find gold anything for like me, I found my daughter's dress, fine, easy. My middle girl's dress, fine, easy. My husband, gold tie and like regular clothes. He, he wears black all the time anyway. Easy. You came to see me. <laughs> when I was looking for me and my oldest girl, she's heavily front chested. So she has to buy like women's clothes. Yeah. Um, when I was looking for adult women's clothes with gold in those colors. Oh my God. I ended up at the mall at one point and we actually were on the phone. We were planning a show while I was walking through the mall. <laughs> I could not find gold anything. And the things I did find, it was like, <laughs> here's a dress at $600. And I was like, who the hell is going to pay $600 for what? <laughs> I was so completely baffled by the prices at these places at the mall. And I was just like, I'm a mom. I don't have that kind of money. I know. I... No. No, actually, oddly enough, I have a lot of gold. Um you would think that I lean towards silver more because I wear a lot of black, but when I wear red, a lot of times I wear gold. So I have, yeah, I, I actually have like full length gold skirts. I have gold dresses. I have um, gold and black pants. We're not going to talk about that edge of my wardrobe because it's a little shocking sometimes. Um, very much <laughs> Disco so. out. 
Yeah. And, now, <sighs> and you just layer that with spider webs and spider webs and spider webs until somebody's like, it kind of works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so something that came across, I know that we are um, kind of in that realm where we're still kind of doing a little bit about our pre-show chatter and something came across that caught my interest. Um, and I mentioned that I was going to discuss this and this might stir the pot a little bit. Oh so, God. Okay. Um, so have you seen anything recently about Britney Spears family, family and friends possibly trying to coordinate and schedule an intervention? No, I have not seen anything of that. I, I mean, that's kind of the worst intervention in the world if everyone else already knows about it. Um, isn't that supposed to be like a surprise? It's like the crappiest surprise party ever yeah that's what i was thinking however <laughs> but um some of the things that i was seeing about it is that um they were wanting to address her um um lean back into drug uh, drug abuse and oh. then her um un, her unmedicated mental illness issues okay well i don't know too much of what's going on with that um because I I've seen her on TikTok. There's been a few instances where she's made a couple videos, and people have been like, "What the heck is going on over there?" And I'm like, "Dude, she's had like an entire lifetime of crap. Let her be mentally ill and loving herself. Just just leave her alone." Um, but there, there's a part of me that does, and then there's the part of me that just really wants to kind of say, "Has anybody ever a you know a third party that's not in it?" on behalf of her family who's not in it that's handling her estate money yeah her, the money aspect of it has there ever been an independent study of her mental health to determine what she really needs because you know what we're seeing you know we're already seeing signs that she's kind of slipping back into patterns that might be a bit concerning mm. but i don't think she needs the severity of a concern conservatorship i mean i don't think she needs something that severe but um i remember there was like wasn't there a documentary about this as well on netflix am i, am I not remembering correctly i don't know but i thought there was a documentary i know there was like a big thing about the case going on and and her father trying to have rights over everything and like everyone was like free britney and i didn't follow it though i just saw that it was happening um when it comes to stuff like that, I really do think I, I agree with you. A third party coming in. If someone leans on someone so long financially, mm -hmm. their whether they're meaning to or not is going to be alter alternative motives for yes. what they want done with or to that person. So I very much think like cutting the family out and being like, look, I know you think you have the best interest for her, but she makes all of your money. Uh, and you rely on that entirely. So we're going to insert like, here's this person. Here's Bob Joe. Uh, Bob Joe meet Brittany, Brittany, Bob Joe. And he's going to be your personal like therapist, live along like buddy guy. And then they can fall happily in love together forever. And they can kiss and, and it'll be good. And she'll be happy and she'll get married. And he'll he'll be like, I'm emotionally good for you. And then ha happiness. That's what happens in my brain for Brittany. I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm like, when did your financial advisor become your romantic interest? What the hell? It's a Hallmark love movie. It's a Hallmark. It's a Hallmark movie. Let's let it's Hallmark Valentine's show. Life. Okay. Oh my God. No, but not even so much from that. I mean, um, I know that she is. Welcome to Puppet Theater with Lauren. Or excuse puppet me, Puppet Therapy. therapy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brittany. I, I need you, help. Don't you? <laughs> I love you too. I will support you emotionally. No! No! <laughs> Sorry, got to have family member in there somewhere. I don't know. I, I always have a soft spot for people who are in the limelight. Like everyone hated Paris Hilton for the longest time and I never understood it. Um, Like Paris went through hell oh she, when did. she was uh younger she was she was in all of the she got stuck in one of those troubled teen industry uh places where they tried to straighten her out and um oh, she and that was is awful 
I mean, it was absolutely it, awful. Oh and gosh. I get it. People didn't like the character with the whole like, mm, that's so hot, you know. Well, no, but what they're that. not getting is. That's an act. That, yeah, it's, an, <laughs> it's a character. She's doing that because she knows to play towards what she can. She's even been like, I was watching Veronica Mars. She pretty much plays that character as the snobby chick in Veronica Mars, the show. All right. What was that comment? I missed it. Geek Gumshoe said that this needs to be a regular part of the show, Sock Puppet with Celebrity Drama for the week. Yes. Yes. But anyway, I'm I've always this. loved Paris. I've always had a soft spot for her. Same with Brittany. Um, just anyone who's been stuck in that sort of, you're going to be the in the attention of everyone and everyone is going to yes. judge you. I'm going to be the person who's like, you know what? I'm just going to love you. How about that? Um. Brittany has never been one of those that I really just kind of gravitated to. I found myself a bit um, interested in her case and just kind of sad at what I was reading and um, all of the conspiracies that kind of ran around. It's like, wear yellow, Brittany. If you're in trouble, wear yellow. And, you know, she was she was sending, evidently attempting to send messages, whether she was or not. Um, but, you know, the, I actually kind of had a soft spot in in my heart for Paris Hilton when I saw her in um, Repo. I'm sorry. I knew it's you like, were going to say Repo. She's so good in Repo. I'm just like, you know, she was kind of her character, but she wasn't her character. And I think that she actually taking on the role of Amber Sweet probably gave a bit more insight into who she actually might have been um, at one point. So, but I don't, I don't know. Speaking of, so we are here this evening to talk about <laughs> we have a topic we do we have a topic we are here this evening to talk about those great romances that um maybe i guess the best way to put it is that um retro not retro uh greek sorry bad with the words today geek still not there hang on gothic goth yeah, goth girls. We haven't, well, I guess you could say geek girls, goth girls. We all kind of um, emulate, we idolize, and, you know, good, the bad, the ugly. And um, there's quite a few that stand out um, in some of those great gothic romances that you get involved with. Um, I know that we have a lot of horror. I think right now I'm seeing a lot more of horror-centric romances. Um, but, I mean, there are some great, true gothic literature romances that we kind of could lean into as well um and there's so also you, the like the, the the longing the like one of them has passed away edgar Allan poe does this a lot like oh yeah one of them is dead and the other one just loves them so much and it's like really creepy and dark and gothic but you can still feel the love in there and the whole time you're just like uh, 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 reading it or maybe that's just me you know well, let's let's start it off by talking about something that um, is probably not going to get us a lot of fans, but um, it will. No, um, but those romances that are so toxic, but people love to put them together and say, "This is who I want to be." Um, I'll and go first, or unless you want to, uh, we're probably going to say the same one. So go ahead, nope. you say it. Nope. 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 Are you sure? I don't sure? think I'm on a different one. Yeah, but you go ahead. Go ahead. I'll go next. Um, I was going to say Joker and Har Harley. Yeah. Um, not necessarily gothic, but um, I think that they kind of fall into that category. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of goth girls do kind of love that that feel, but um, you know, the Joker is the ultimate in evil in that um, in that universe and he abuses harley on a regular basis um he not only abuses harley but i mean he takes her and shows her like several corpses of versions of her that he's killed and rebuilt another one and we made another depends on what universe you're, or you know what, what <laughs> fan verse you're in there but um but just the the nature of their relationships i know that a lot of i i see a lot of women and especially you know what? I would like to say a lot of young women, but no, it's older women just alike that really kind of idolize that Joker and Harley-esque type romance in that, that I, and I'm like, oh my God, it's extreme. It's extremely toxic. He, he abuses her and it, it's a horrible coupled pattern, any type of realistic expectations of romance 
over, you know, behind. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, my couple I was going to mention is just as bad, if not as like popular as Joker and Harley. Um, but Charles Lee Ray and Tiffany Valentine, also known as Chucky <laughs> and Tiff. Oh yeah, I knew you were. I should have known that. And I'm like, <laughs> that's that's the one reason why I was going. Yes, very much so. Oh, very gosh. toxic to each other to just everything in general. But dear lord, do they love to murder together? <laughs> I mean, basically, he threw a toaster in the bathtub with her, right? Uh, yes, threw okay. a toaster in the bathtub to then put her soul inside of the doll. Uh, which was a oh, I know the name of the doll, it's like Becky or something like that. It's a very specific Becky. doll in this universe. It's probably not Becky, it's something else entirely. And someone's gonna yell at me in the comments, but it's, it's like it. insert general name of person. Betsy, name Betsy. Doll. Uh, I just got finished binging the entire show. <laughs> oh, for this, uh, which is amazing, by the way. Anything with Jennifer Tilly in it, and I'm just like, yes, yes. I oh, yeah. that, that's okay. about as far as it gets in my brain before I'm watching it. So, so on the opposite side of that, so if you're looking at it, and, and that's really hard because I know that you absolutely love um, Chucky and uh, and Tiff. So yes. I mean, to actually step out and go, oh, they are a bit toxic. Oh, absolutely, you know, absolutely, extremely. <laughs> but um, you don't emulate that as your. But you also don't emulate that as your. This is what the quintessential romance should look like. No, no, I just, okay, so, uh, fun story, when I was little, I grew up on the original Child's Play, and I had this whole, like, and I'm gonna marry Chucky, and, Ch you know, <laughs> before even Bride of Chucky was a thing, and then recently I was binge-watching the show, and my, my youngest was looking at it every once in a while, and she loved Chucky, and next thing I know, she comes up to me with a drawing and uh, she's got her on with a veil. And she's like, there's me and I'm marrying Chucky. See, he's got a top hat. So we're married. <laughs> he drew like a top hat on Chucky. And I was just like, oh, she's just like me. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the character. It's a friggin' doll, but it's just the way that they have, have always voiced him. Uh, the sarcasm. He's very attractive in that aspect. Uh, Joey the roadie says, ah, go back to that comment. Does Mickey and Mallory count? Not sure yes. they are toxic with each other. Oh, they absolutely are. Uh, just towards everyone else. No, they're both toxic towards each other as well. I don't know. Are they? I believe so. Uh, they pushed each other to do a lot of like weird things. And then there was the part where, uh, okay, sorry. Someone else is saying. Go back. Go that back. One back. Um, always found that. I always found the Johnny and June romanticizers to be off target. They fell in love while he was married and gone from his wife and left his family as a result. I don't know Johnny and June. What is that from? Please is let that, me know in the comments. Is that Mickey and Mallory maybe? Is it Mickey and Mallory? I don't remember them having alternate names. I don't know. I remember at one point there's the part where they're both on like they're both on snake venom or something like that. And they need the, I, I, there's this whole scene. I haven't seen it in a very long time oh. with the snake venom and they're tripping. And uh, he's a Johnny Cash and June Carter is what that last uh, comment was about. Yeah. Um, But I, I don't know. I guess you can chalk it up to they're highly messed up on snake bites at that point. But yeah, I didn't like that scene. I don't remember what it is about it. I didn't like, but I remember watching it and being like, I don't like this. <laughs> well, um, Geek Gumshoe brings up something kind of interesting by just pulling up and bringing up um, Johnny Cash and June Carter. Um, you know, they were recognized at one point as being the quintessential um, country music couple. Although, uh, you know, probably people who are a little bit older would say otherwise, just because the nature of he was married um, when he met her you know, kind of broke off his relationship with his family. But, um, you know, they were regarded as being this incredible, um, like, force of love between one another. And supposedly, quote, she saved him. However, they were very toxic. I mean, it was a very, very toxic relationship. What are you laughing at? I'm sorry. Um, 
I am that one person who doesn't know Johnny Cash all that well. Oh my um, God. Okay. I, I was taken to the Johnny Cash Museum with my husband and some family friends. And we went through the thing and I was like, okay, he dressed cool. That's nice. And then it got to the end and they were playing the one song of his I did know. And that's only because it's from a different band. And what uh, was that? Hurt? Nine Inch Nails? Yeah. yeah. I was going you're and fired. I was like, oh, this oh my guy. God, you're okay. Fired. <laughs> John, wait, Johnny Cash, come on. Not my my style of music. Never was. I was never a it's big okay. country lover. Um, other than like the one I can give out there that I like, okay, I like this Dolly. I went to Dollywood because I like Dolly and I took the whole family and it was fun. Um, that that's very not gothic though. Oh, I want a gothic dolly now. That would be fun. Has anyone seen? Pardon me while I Google Dolly Parton Gothic. I, I bet you money if you begged her and pleaded very nicely, she'd probably put together. A, you know, I really, I really want you to, I really want you to do a goth day, Dolly. Just please, Dolly, please. Have you ever seen? Please. Um, there's a running thing on. It's been on Facebook for forever, but it's like now jumping onto other uh, social medias. But the thing where they're like, they want Elvira and Dolly Parton to play evil or sisters that are witches, and one of them. Yes. Is uh, thank you. Wait a minute. Geek Gumshoe said Elvira is Gothic Dolly. There you go. Let's see here, Dolly. There. You're going to look up Gothic Dolly. It's just going to be a picture of Elvira. It's going to, yep, it's Elvira. <laughs> it's Elvira. Thank you. Okay. So, nailed it. Um, so, um, oh. hang on real quick. I don't know if you can see it here. Okay. So, she has a black dress. Is that She's, Dolly? That's Dolly. Okay. Younger, way yeah. younger, but yeah, there you go, Dolly in black. Oh, that's cute too. That's more recent. She's got so like a bunch of chains and stuff. Stupid lighting. I can't get it. I know, uh, but I wanted her. I want to wear a black wig with it too. Oh gosh, I don't know if she'd do all that. Oh come on, Dolly, please, Dolly, please. Oh, we got like a Catwoman style looking suit here as well. Yeah. Okay. Rawr. Okay. Um. So, kind of back to the topic. Um. So, <laughs> googling Gothic Dolly Parton. I know. Okay. We're not down that rabbit hole looking at Gothic Dolly pictures. Oh yeah. I'm are. just surprised it wasn't a bunch of fan fiction or like those obvious pictures where someone's like taking the head off of one photo and like stuck it onto another one. Yeah. <laughs> we we have like Dolly Parton's face in the Catwoman costume. <laughs> Bigger tits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of couples that um, I think because of the the gothic nostalgia and, and I guess there are a lot of couples that could kind of push together and are kind of they're although they're not necessarily meant to be together, they are just kind of pushed together and they have kind of developed this whole um, perception that they are a couple. Um, I, I'm I'm sitting here looking at the Bride of Frankenstein right now and Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein. Um, they, yeah, she was created for him. However, um, she, I, I can't remember if she actually in the book um, came to, um, was able to come to life, but I know like in the uh, Kenneth Branagh movie, she immediately sees him, dumps herself and, 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 gas and sets herself on fire so the whole every movie version i've ever seen the romantic ending mm. aspect of it doesn't really quite go as planned yeah. but um this is what caught my attention like this is my lunchbox and I mean, you, that was never a thing yeah <laughs> but it's i it, love the lunchbox though that's really cute. oh yeah it, it was never it was we never, always wanted it to be a thing i think because we all fell we, we felt for well, the monster and um Aww, yeah, Barbie. I know. Aren't they? Yeah, these are my Monster High dolls. Um, but I mean, it's like we have this whole um, creation of um, a love story between these two characters that never really happened. But somewhere deep down inside, we're just wanting to go. Oh, he needs his love too, and we want it. We want to feel like um, maybe she didn't set herself on fire or didn't die in the process, or you know, maybe she did. Eventually I think, come to love him. Yeah. 
but we know that you know we know that if you read the book yeah, it's not true so um, um on toxic couples i, yeah. I actually just watched and there's only one season out but uh the interview with vampire show Ooh, where yes. they louis and lestat are straight on they are a couple oh, they yeah. are lovers there there's many gushy wishy kissy scenes and uh it's really sweet but they were so bad for each other you could feel the love mm -hmm. that they had they they acted it and portrayed it all very very well in this show but you could also see the toxicity and how they didn't eventually match up as well as they did in the beginning which even then in the beginning was still very like toxic. Lestat was just like, yes, I know you have a family and yes, I know you love them very well, but now you're my vampire person. Deal with it. And like, it was um, really weird. Yeah. And, and honestly, you know, in, in reference to the book version of that, because I know there are a lot of people who are kind of pushing back and saying that it's like, eh, it's not the original story. Um, and they're probably kind of leaning into the, um, they were not a gay couple. Yeah, they were they were pretty much a gay couple. Um, you know, if you read any of the book, yes, there was a love affair. It just wasn't as heavily played upon, um, mm -hmm. whether it was in the book, um, probably a bit more in the book than in the movie. It just wasn't necessarily as strongly played upon. I mean, if you look at the nature of the two of them together, yes, they were definitely a couple. And they did one of those things that um, truly, truly toxic people do. And it's like, let's have a kid to save the marriage. And yes. So, so I mean, it's like they, they exemplified every toxic trait in the book. They were mean to one another. Mm -hmm. um, they were they stayed together for the kid. Well, they, um, they were also very um, abusive to one another. So, mm -hmm. um, so there was so many different, there were a lot of elements in their relationship. I haven't watched the new series. I've seen, I've read the books. Um, and then I've watched the old, the older movie. Um, I've read, I think pretty much the, um, the, the graphic novel is straight up, straight up the book, but you mm -hmm. know, I've read all of that. And, and that is, I mean, that's a, um, something that kind of carries through the entire thing. It's like, it's, um, they are a very toxic blend for one another. They do not work well together. Um, you know, the only saving grace is at the end when he calls to, when uh, Lestat calls to Louis after, you know, burying himself down in a hole for God knows how long. Um, Louis like, I don't need you anymore. So, I mean, there's that whole, even just the end of it is, you know, I, I don't need you to make me feel alive. I, yeah. I found my own way. So, I mean, I guess that's nice that they do that. So let's talk about some of the more traditional, you know, the families that we love, you know, in, in the romances. Family. Sorry, yes. every single time someone talks about the good, lovey families of gothic world, every single Adam's family. That's just what pops right into my head. So well, let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Adams family. I mean, it's um, mostly good as always, but, you know, you do have some elements of personality and traits that have a tendency that would kind of fall into that whole toxic realm. Um, I've kind of seen their relationship work down from multiple different facets. And uh, first and foremost, um, as being, as exploring a ideal couple situation, a healthy relationship as for media, they are probably the closest thing to a healthy husband and wife and family dynamic that we've ever seen. However, there are some things in there that are like, there's a lot of obsession. Yes. It's not just love. It's there's, there's some obsession. Oh yeah. In there. Very much obsessive. Yeah. Um, and it is an, and it's basically a trait that's um, taught if you go and you watch the second um, Adam's family movie, Adam's family values, when mm -hmm. um, Wednesday starts interacting with her new um, young boyfriend and her boyfriend, um, she, you, you are already starting to see those elements of um, obsessiveness in possessive, in possessiveness starting to rub off on her. 
But I think that it's meant to be, it, that's, I don't think it's necessarily meant to say, you know, he's obsessive. She's being possessed. Um, I think it is just to say, you know, I have your back, but it's just done in such an extreme way that sometimes it is perceived as that. Okay. So in my brain, this is just a rant because you brought up the boyfriend um, from the second movie. My brain likes to come up with fun stories to where like if an actor's played one thing in one movie mm -hmm. and then they've played a different thing in a different movie, the worlds have now combined and it's the same movie. So in my head, Wednesday Adams dated Bernard the Elf from the Santa Claus when he was younger and also her nemesis ended up growing oh up, turning into a vampire and dating Spike from Buffy. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? The little girl, like, does your lemonade have real lemons in it? Is Harmony from the Buffy series. I did not know that. Oh. Um, so, like, every time you see the little blonde girl, she's in both movies. And mm -hmm. she's, like, she plays the, the, the stuck-up, you know, kind of mm, girl who's mm -hmm. above it all. Um, yeah. Later on, she is Harmony in Buffy the Vampire, uh, who ends up turning into a vampire. And, and it falls in along perfectly well with she used to go to day camp with Wednesday Adams. In my head, they're all one story. Okay, so basically Wednesday Adams' boyfriend grew up to become Bernard the Elf. Yes. In a Christmas. And what else was Claus? he in? Uh, oh, he's been in a lot of really good stuff. Um, ba -da -da -da. Yeah, uh, the universe. Oh, Firefly. Who was he in Firefly? Uh, Serenity. Wasn't that him? Hang on. Aww. Yay, Google Bernard the Elf. And now is the point where we just sit here. David Crumholtz. Okay, played by, and give me his movies. Was he the in uh, Ten Things I Hate About You? I have never seen it. There's like a couple of actors that I get mixed up because it's like they're all in that same age break at that age bracket and they all play very similar roles. Fair. Uh, let's see here. Give me movies and TV show. Dang you. Okay. The Santa Claus, the Santa Claus, the Santa Claus, Adam's family values, the Santa Claus. Yes. 10 things I hate about you is on okay. this list. So you are thinking of the same person. Oh, he was in a bunch of Harold and Kumar movies as well. And so Oscar Isaacs is the one that's in um, Moon Knight. And he was, I think Oscar, Oscar Isaacs was also in Baby Doll. And Mr. Serenity, Universe yes. on Serenity. Yes. Okay. Uh, love that actor. He is wonderful. <laughs> Geek Gump Shoes says, I don't see that the level of Gomez and Morticia's obsession is anywhere near dangerous or inappropriate. They have to support each other because they are also so different from everyone else, which is actually kind of an interesting thing to kind of touch on. Um, we saw a little bit of that. Um, I, the next one I was going to kind of lean into would have been um, uh, the Munsters. I, I don't think you can say the Adams family without saying the Munsters because, um, you know, Lily and uh, although it wasn't as passionate as what most people would consider, um, Morticia and Gomez, but um, <clears throat> Herman was always frisky. I mean, we know that, you know, so and yeah, he I, was always I, chasing Lily around, but um, I think she was just a bit more not now, honey. <laughs> Hold it, Tiger. <laughs> but um, yeah, but no, um, but kind of the same concept that I was thinking with them is that they have to, both of those is pretty much, both of those families have to have a strong relationship because it is them against the world. Um, everybody else outside of their those four walls um, views them as being unusual. Um, although I don't think that they realize that people view them as being unusual. No, you know, they think that they're perfectly fine. But, um, you know, outside those four walls, everybody thinks that they are unusual. And that has, you know, caused this, their relationship to be very solidified in making sure that they have each other's back. And I think that's the key to having a good, strong uh, romantic relationship is always feeling comfortable that your significant other, no matter what you do, has your back. Fair. 
I do have to respectfully disagree on the comment, though, just mm. on one part where they're never inappropriate. Uh, because there are quite a few many scenes in the new TV show, in the movies, and, and such, where they get very, very much public display of affection to the point of, like, loudly moaning and, like, in front of the kids, in front of, like, in the audience at places where... Uh, no, I was thinking the Munsters, not the Adams Oh, family. I was jumping back at Adams Family at that oh, no, no. I just wanted to say, like, they, I, I... they get going a lot. <laughs> I think I saw, and I'm, I don't know if this was a meme. I don't know if this was actually part of the um, the direction that was given the actors. But I remember reading somewhere, it says that basically um, Morticia and Adams were basically supposed to be so horny that they could drop and have sex at any given moment. And they wanted to F each other all the time. Yes. I'm like, that was, that was the description of how they were supposed to interact with one another. And yeah, they, they hit that right on the head. <laughs> um i'm trying to think more gothic couples goth oh uh a uh, dracula is a real oh. fun one there that's a very toxic um kind of love it's very obsessive with the um oh god what's her name mina thank you although i think <laughs> if it's the book version i think it's lucy that he's in love with but um we're just gonna go with the yeah mina is the in the movie she's the one yeah. with the red hair where it comes out with like the white dress and all that that really great iconic scene oh isn't that her uh lucy wears the uh the big red dress and the flowing hair and she's, oh is that uh, okay yeah Lu and has the white dress that um her wedding dress and everything mina oh, okay, okay. Uh, and... yeah mina is the uh i'm getting them confused winona Ryder's character there yeah. we go but but yeah that um, gets very obsessive as well well, but you know, but that's also one of those things where um, it's obsessive, but it's a little bit of a different situation. It's not that he has found this one person and he is absolutely obsessed with her. Um, he is seeing the basic reincarnation of his lost love. Um, mm -hmm. You know, at the beginning of the at the beginning of that movie, and I'd have to go back. It's been many, many years since I've read the book, but I would have to go back and read this. But if you know, at the beginning of that movie it starts off by saying that vengeful turks sent message of his death in battle to his uh, beloved elizabetha who then threw herself into the river <laughs> i mean okay i just want to comment so flash that flash that back up so when they were talking to gary oldman about this movie the only one of the things he said the reason that he wanted to play this part so bad is just so he could say that line i have cr crossed oceans of time to find you how often does he, do you ever get a line like how would you how i mean nobody ever gets to say that tish <laughs> you spoke the phrase you spoke <laughs> yeah that's pretty much an orgasm um <laughs> we spoke the French. That's not what it said. I know that's not what it said, but but <sighs> no, I think um, I think Dracula is a little bit different. Um, depending on if you're looking at it from the cinematic version uh, that we associate with Gary Oldman, and um, you know, you're talking about somebody who has lost the love of his life. She was taken from him unjustly, um, and then he, in a new world, happens to see. A photo, I mean, actually, even in the old world, happens to see a photograph of a woman that looks identical to her and then goes to this new world to actually see this woman. Now, the I want to possess you and make you mine. But he also tries to send her away at one point. He's like, no, you don't want this. So but, you know, and it allows her the chance to. Possibly back out of it. I mean, we're talking about a vampire. It's like, no, I don't want to damn you to this, but you're coming with me. You know, I don't. Ah, vampires, the damn gap vampire. age romance of the times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never know what to do with those because on one side, like, I I grew up with the love of vampire, like everything. That was my favorite thing to read, to watch, to everything and now as an adult i'm looking at it and i'm just like dude you're like 500 years older than her at least let her like finish college or something 
Okay. Wait, 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 wait. That kind of brings me to another subject because this is something not, not off topic, but it is definitely, if you are a thousand year old man, if you are a 500 year old man and every single time they seem to go to a high school to find some teenage young twenties girl, it's like high school, college age, right out of college. What in the hell do you have to talk about? The football team. No, I don't. I understand on one aspect why it is done that way. Because if you think about it, if they're from how, what, a thousand years ago, how long was the life expectancy of people? At what age would someone have turned somebody else into a vampire at that time? So yeah, they're probably going to lean a bit younger than nowadays. But still at that point, like, dude, Pretend you just look young. Be like, walk up into a place and be like, no, I'm 35. Everyone just always cards me. Like, <laughs> do something. Stop writing me like, I was changed when I was 16 years old. So I must only date 16-year-old girls. No, sir. That, no. No, no. No, sir. <laughs> That's not the way that works. No, I mean, it, but just from the aspect of it, I mean, I find it kind of ridiculous. The older and more time that I live, the less I can, I guess, connect with younger and younger people. Um, and it's interesting because in the line of work that I am in, um, in the line of work that I have been in pretty much the bulk of my life, I have seen that be the uh, the reason why people get out of that field. Um, what they don't want to work with younger people? Um, they lose the connection. Um, it, it sometimes becomes very difficult for somebody who is in their, um, like, if you're hitting retirement age and you're dealing with 18-year-old kids, you're at a totally different place in your life. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, mean, think I about didn't it. get along with kids that age when I was that age, so I... No, generally, I didn't either, but, you know, for... <laughs> Eli Drac commented, Drac, please take a seat over there. <laughs> but the, I mean, but the whole concept that somebody who is hundreds and hundreds of years old, who has seen so much and has, you know, lived so many different lives would come up to somebody who is, you know. Twilight. Sorry. Yeah. Somebody who's, who's reading Twilight going, let me tell you about this wonderful book I'm reading. And you're just, and they're just like. That's awesome. Yay. Really cool. Can I meet your mom now? <laughs> you know, <laughs> please tell me your mom's hot. Milf. But there's yeah, that's so many relationships like that that are like really looked at throughout time, you know, movies and things like that. And every time I, I grew up loving them, I grew up loving them so much. Mm -hmm. And now I look at it and I'm just like, that could be my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Ew, no. Ew. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Speaking of uh, fun and age gaps, I want to hear your take on this. All right. So. Okay. Innocent movie. It's for children. And there's a wonderful love romance in it. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Now, if you think about it, it is an age gap. Sally is brand new. Made like, I don't even know how old she is. She's brand new. And Jack has been around for a while. He's been the pumpkin king for like ever. What is your take on that? Are they starting them early on the vampire love? Or is it just like a cutesy she's a rag doll and you know, nothing more to it than that? <laughs> to give that a little more thought honestly um um <laughs> i've baffled the main host <laughs> nope just okay so basically when she's very childlike in the way that she interacts mm -hmm. um however she is not what you would consider um for her for her world she's not considered innocent she is not considered, I mean, she is innocent, but, you know, mm -hmm. she is not, you know, she realized that she's in the house with a creepy old man who might be eventually taking advantage of her. And she doesn't want to be with a creepy old man. She has found somebody that she thinks is a better choice for her. And she is trying to escape to be, to meet him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it does, I mean, there are some elements of, 
realizing that um, you have your choice in relationships. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, so I don't look at it as being, she's a newborn, he's an old fart, you know, it, it's nothing of that. I, I don't think it's anything like that. I think that, um, I mean, first of all, you know, she's not, she's not drawn as being a child. She's not acting as a child. She acts childish from time to time, but not mm -hmm. even, she just basically, she, I mean, she acts like an adult that has just, she acts very adult-ish, but she acts, you know, she acts. <sighs> it's, it's weird, right? I have a follow-up question as mm -hmm. from that one. Okay. Now, taking on that sort of relationship, how do you feel about things such as like Frankenfurter and Rocky from the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Rocky's brand new. Adult body, adult everything, but he is very childlike in the head. And everyone always loves Frankenfurter. It is a character people dress up as, they adore, they want to have the confidence of. But there's this very weird relationship throughout this film. Okay. Um, yes. So basically what you have with Frankenfurter is he has created a he has created a clone. And on if you think about just the nature of everything that you see in this movie, and I really don't want to give this movie a bad name because I like this movie so much. Hang on. Sally may be go back. Sally may be new, but she's clearly equipped with adult with an adult consciousness. Okay. Fair. I kind Fair. of agree with that. So here's the thing with um, Frankenfurter is not a good guy. He is not meant to be the good guy during the, the show or during the movie. It, it, he is just one of the characters that we have a tendency to gravitate to. So the things that he does. Right. Huh? I said Jareth Goblin King. All right, I, yeah, on. well, no, he's another <laughs> one. We absolutely adore Jared the Goblin King, but he is not the good guy. And he does things that, in, in all actuality, we'd be like, ooh, yeah, don't, ooh, no, ooh, creepy. Um, but How old it, is that person, sir? How old are you? I know, you're stealing babies and you're luring small young women into your labyrinth, but you're David Bowie in a wig and a big old honking um, um, pants. Pants suit. So, yeah. <laughs> No, it, it's like he's he's the character's meant is designed to be beautiful to distract from the fact that he is an evil character. Mm -hmm. Um is or I mean he's an evil character. Think of what he does and I mean what his purpose is and what he does. So Frankenfurter, kind of the same thing. Um we are distracted by Frankenfurter by his charisma. Uh, we are distracted by him um by his charm. Mm -hmm. um and his flamboyance and he's in his humor you know he's mm -hmm. quite funny but the truth is everybody huh he does oh. the the lip thing yeah um, love it the truth is everybody within those four walls everybody within the castle has been groomed yep um, and uh one more jump off of that and i'm gonna shut up mm -hmm. uh jumping from the relationships that are in that toxic realm, but we still love the guy, the villain, Legend, who wanted her to run away with Tim Curry because I freaking did. Oh, I did too. Oh my gosh, he was. I don't know. I I, I kind of realized that when I saw Legend and I saw Tim Curry that there was something seriously wrong with me. Um, <laughs> no, actually, you know, it wasn't even so much that the character, because I mean, truthfully, I mean. The character that he portrayed, if you saw that stepping out of the mirror, um, yeah, you probably would have been like, ah. I was more in love with the dress, I think, than I was with anything. It, it's like the scene with the dress where she's dancing with the dress is probably um, Tim Curry with a deep six pack. Thank you, Eli. Yes. Um, well, and then as Geek Gumshoe says, Tom Cruise's character put you to sleep. Tim Curry had that big booming voice. He was very charming, but you never lost sight of the fact that he was frightening. You know, he was an evil guy. He wanted you to kill the vampire. But he was, I mean, he was frightening. I mean, think about it. how how in the hell are you gonna kiss that? Pick me. Hold up, on baby. to the let me hold on <laughs> to the horns. I'm serious. You're gonna swing from the horn. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> 
nice like area to grab there and brace yourself. I'm just saying Tim huh. Curry has played too many characters. Like he can voice a freaking slime slob of God from what it was that freaking movie with the little fairies and then they're in the trees and Fern Gully. Fern Gully. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. He's like a I don't even know, a cloud of yuck and the song he sings you're just like I love the yuck. <laughs> do you have this worked out? I do not have this worked out. I have this worked out. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> upper body strength. I gotta be yeah. upper body strength. It's a workout at the same time. You gotta yeah. build up um, the muscles. But here's the thing. Okay, not that Tim Curry um, has not been a good looking man. Uh, Tim Curry, when his younger days, was a very, very good looking guy. Rooster um, and Annie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, even going back further than that, I mean, in his 1970s long hair days and stuff like that, I mean, he was he was very good looking. However, I think more so with um, Tim Curry is you get seduced by the boys. That's true. He's pretty though. Like he's just he's got charisma pretty. all in the Frankenfurter outfit. And he does that strut with the fishnets and the heels. And he's just going for it. You're just like, that okay. confidence. Confidence. Okay, so there are people in there that you're like, oh, I like him. I want to be friends with him. And then there are people, there's people like him that you're like, oh, I want you to put me in the outfit and dress me up and make me feel that good. So, yeah, and that's what that is. That, to me, is like, I, I, it's like just, you know, when everybody comes out in the inn and they're dressed up in the, the Frankenfurter outfits, and I'm just like, I want to wear that, too. So, it, it was more you? that. It's like, I want to... What was the line from the um, um, the the song? Um, something about Fay Ray and her satin dress and her satin drape frame, frame, realizing frame. That, as it clung yeah. to her thigh, how thigh, I, started I started to cry because I, I wanted, I wanted to, be, to dressed. be dressed just, just the same. same. Thank you. There you go. And that was me at that end scene, floating in the pool. I wanted to be dressed just the same. Thank you very much. There. There. Do you think we covered the topic? I maybe. <laughs> I know we didn't really talk about the more traditional, like um, you know, I, I have read um I actually just reread Jane Eyre with the intent of talking about it. And I had purchased a copy of um Gothic. What? I'm sorry, you didn't get to talk about it. talk about it. It's yeah. okay. No, actually, I think we kind of touched on some other things. And I I don't think you can talk about um I don't think that you can't talk about gothic romances without talking touching on things that are a bit toxic and, and things that we should celebrate with the gothic couples that we idolize and that we want to emulate, but also not, you know, point out those that we should not under any circumstances ever try to emulate. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. We miss Beetlejuice and Lydia. Once again, yeah. don't want to emulate. Yeah. But there's not a there's lot a whole of cartoon. Good, yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of good gothic romances, even in real life. You think of uh, Marilyn Manson and Dita Von Teese, and then you go yeah, back and hear what their um, yeah. relationship was like. And, and it's not anything you would want to. So we need more gothic love romances. If you have wonderful gothic love romances and are listening to this, send us your photos. What? Send us your photos. I don't know. We'll have like we little don't want, five don't things. Don't send nudes. We don't Not want nudes. nudes. That's what hey, I say. Hey, nudes. Good gothic romance. Send us your photos. I'm like, we're going to Loving. Lo Adam's family-esque style. <laughs> I'm still hearing nudes. Send us your nudes. Send us your send us yeah. Send us your recommendations for <laughs> what gothic romance that we should be looking at, saying that this is what should be ideal gothic romance. And with that said, <laughs> before anybody else can say anything else and suggest that there's nudes being sent. Autobotopia? What? Okay. Purple. Uh pleasant screams. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.